Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio, the show where conversations save lives. This is episode 164, and my name is Jeff. With us tonight in studio, you got Jason and we got DW, my co-host, guys. So good to be with you this week. I know there's a lot of things that have been happening, but for me, this is such a great time to come together. And how are your weeks going? What's what's happening in your world? Yeah, well, they they be going great. I'm, I'm thinking March is supposed to be a transitionary month, and I'm when we're recording this program, I'm looking outside and there's snow flying around. So I'm not sure how transitionary things are going at this point. It still seems like winter is just grabbing <laughs> and holding on for dear life. The maple syrup guys are struggling. That's unfortunate. Yeah. It is maple syrup season. Yeah, and they're struggling because they really need a, a variance in temperature, and we're not getting it. It, it seems to go up a little bit and just stay there oh. and then down. It needs to go up and down on a daily basis for the flow to really happen. Well, it seems like it's been a very elongated season for them since we had that early warm-up and then back to the frozen tunnel. Well, depending, yeah, depending on where they're listening, yes, there are some places that have a little bit more flow. But uh, in the north area, it's been too constant. For example, a... a one day, one of the, the guys got 800 gallons of sap in one day. The whole season so far, he's gotten 2,000 gallons. Oh, wow. So it's slowed down quite a bit. Well, that's it. It just doesn't flow at the rate that it does when the temperatures fluctuate. Uh... So anyway, that's how you know that the, the winter is just kind of hanging on up here because it's, it's not really going away, but it's not really hammering us either. It's just like... It's like it's like a canker sore, you know. I mean, it's just there and kind of bothers you, but can still live. I guess so. But you know, we can't live without syrup, so we really need this to to happen. Let's talk to the big guy upstairs about that. But yeah. guys, there's a lot to talk about this week. First off, right on the show tonight, I want to just express uh, my thoughts, my prayers that are with those that were affected by the tragedy in the Wausau area this uh, last week. And for those who don't know, there was a, a shooting that took place. And and uh, while there's a lot of details that some that are released and others that aren't, um, realize this, that there are so many that are affected just by, you know, this act of, of violence. And again, we're humbled. We're again, faced with reality that we live in an evil world, that evil prevails, and that every one of us has this this reality that we're faced with, that we're, we're not going to escape evil. We're not going to escape you know, some of these things, hopefully, you know, we don't have violence perpetuated against us. But at the same point, I just want to say that our, our thoughts and our prayers are with the families that are all affected by this, uh, this tragedy. I don't know how to really grapple with this, except that it just, it just is. And it's hard to accept that. Yeah. And I know, Dave, you guys, you live in a small town community and you've experienced this as well. This touches so many different people in, in a lot of ways. It's a tragedy. And that's the only thing you can call it. And one of the things that we need to grapple with as a culture is the fact that sin is not okay. It always causes problems. It will always cause problems, and it always is devastating. And when you think about 
not wanting to call people sinful or acts uh, violent and angry that shouldn't be taking place. Look, that nobody should have grabbed a gun and killed those people in Wausau. Nobody should have done that. And, and we don't need to hate people. What we need to do is try and figure out, all right, where have we as a culture um, not communicated correctly? The, the values and the importance of things correctly. And, and with that said, there are people out there that, that basically, no matter what's said, are still going to do things they shouldn't. I understand mm-hmm. that. But what can we do individually and what can we do as a culture to maybe in the future help minimize that? Because I, I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but in the spring, it seems like people are pulling out guns and shooting people. Uh, whether it be at schools, colleges, whether it be uh, now in Wausau, it happened in, in Anago last year, you know, at their school. I mean, over in London. Yeah, in, in London. I mean, it seems like this time of year, people start pulling out guns and shooting people. Yeah. And you're sitting there thinking, okay, can we talk about this civilly and not just get all defensive and try and figure out what is going on and can we personally do anything about it? And if you're new to this show, HopeNet Radio, it's all about conversations that save lives. And our hope for you this week on the show, we're going to talk about a lot of different things, and we hope that it inspires your conversations throughout the week. And you can be involved in the conversation with us. We have a tweet back on Twitter. So if you're like us, social people like us, you can jump on Twitter, use the hashtag HNRTB, and you can share your thoughts. You can also email us anytime on the show or throughout the week at hope at hopenet360.com. This conversation is just getting started here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. You can chat with the live coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Our live coaches are there to encourage you, to listen to you, to empathize, and maybe even share some of their wisdom and wisdom from God's Word with you at HopeNet360.com. Anytime, 24-7, anytime you're dealing with something and you don't know where to go with it and don't know who to talk to, they're a great option. HopeNet360.com is that link. Jeff, DW, and Jason this week here on the show. And guys, we started out with a somber note, and we're again faced with reality that tragedies uh, happen all around us every day in a variety of ways. And, and sometimes it causes us to consider, you know, well, how do I just avoid this? How do I escape? We had a show where we did a, a conversation on living life from the refuge not too long ago, and the idea comes back you know, of living life from the refuge, but living in a way where I just want to escape. I don't want to deal with the reality of this anymore. And I know we can all relate in different ways. There are moments in our life where we would just rather not go through this at all. Yeah. And the same is true for, for people that are struggling today with this loss, this grief, this reality that's it's painful. And, and so this idea, we didn't really get to talk a lot about it on that episode about the idea of escapism. But this is a normal response, I think, to, you know, when, when things go wrong in our life, we just want to, sometimes we want to run in and, and try to fix it ourselves. Other times we just want to run away and just escape. Right, well, of course you do. And, and, you know, one of the things that we have to embrace is the idea that each of us has things in our lives that we have to, that we have to look at and embrace and try and change. And because we have this idea that everything that we think and everything that we do is right, we don't. We don't want to deal with it. We don't want to talk honestly about it. But there's some things in our lives that we should talk to somebody about. The byline on this program is conversations save lives. 
And, and really, I hope, I hope people that are struggling right now with their thoughts or whatever, I hope they go to, to hopenet360.com, talk to those live coaches that are there available for you. But, you know, if I came to you, Jason, if I came to you and I'm, I'm a young person, I'm in high school, I'm in college, and I tell you, man, I am one angry man and I'm going to do something. What, what do you tell them? I, was, I would talk to them about it. Uh, okay, immediately. Conversation. Yeah. Are you glad they came to you? Absolutely. All right. If they don't come to you, what's the option? Then they don't have any option, really. They begin to do they something just, with right. that anger. Absolutely. One of the things that I've learned is the people that I love very much and I care for, I can handle them getting mad at me. I can handle them yelling at me. So come talk to me. They can come and I can say, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. Or, or I can talk to them about what's going on in their lives, at least, and, and give them somebody to bounce it off of. There are many people that don't have that. Instead, they turn to like Facebook or Snapchat or something. They start ranting and raving out there. Really what happens is that's showing that you need somebody to talk to. What's popular right now? I mean, Facebook or whatever else. Depends on your age. Facebook, yeah. Snapchat, yeah. Instagram. Okay. okay. If, you, if you find yourself and you're listening today and you find yourself needing to go there to express your anger, would you do me a favor? Find an older person and that loves God. Sit down and express your anger to them. You know, I mean, would you do that? Because then there's a way to help, possibly. Hmm. Or go to the, the, the hopenet360.com and click Live Coaches right there and talk to them. In other words, this should be a signal for you. If you get on any kind of social media and you start to get angry on social media and start ranting and raving and to saying things that maybe you'll regret later, if you do that, then realize, okay, I really am trying to talk to somebody, but I'm talking to nobody. I'm talking to the world out there. And you're going to get even more frustrated because the world's not listening at that point. Everybody's on there. So it's just another opinion about somebody. Hmm. So go to somebody who loves God and loves you and talk to them and see if that doesn't begin a dialogue that can actually help you. You know, what's really interesting is what usually happens in those cases when you are ranting and raving on Facebook is, Usually the, the natural response is other people will jump on to the status or on the thread and start inputting their thought and, and interjecting or even calling them out, you know, attacking them for sharing their thoughts. Like, th we don't always know how to respond to that either, Dave, do we? Well, of course not. Uh, because, you know, what we want to do is, is fix things quickly that can't be fixed quickly. In other words, in other words I want to argue with you so I win the argument and you change everything that you think starting right now. Right. Good luck. I mean, th that's just not going to happen. How did you get to where you're at in your thinking? That's the question. Yeah. So you guys, um, how did you get to where you're at? You're a Bear fan, right? Jason? I am. I am. All right. How did you get there? <laughs> I grew up in Chicago and my fa my parents were, and well, my family was a Bear fan. Everybody around me was a Bear fan. Okay. So, and, and, you know, just the fact that they're the best team out there. So. <laughs> okay. So that, that, that just shows that you need counseling. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, but as we talk, see, what I'm doing is trying to figure out, all right, can I use, can I persuade you to be a Packer fan by giving you the, the, the last five years records, by talking about, you know, probably not. Probably not. Okay. And the reason is, is there's good reason for why you believe what you believe right now. Yes. Good reason. Okay. Keyword, so yep. what I want to do, if I am going to talk to you about something, is dive into your good reason and talk to you about it. And really, in the case of like football or something, realize that in my life, in your life, it doesn't matter. 
That's one of those issues in life that don't matter. So I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it. If it was something that mattered, though, I just gave you a pattern. You go back and you try and figure out why are you thinking this way? Mm-hmm. So, so there's people today that do not like themselves at all. Let's say there's a young man and he, and he thinks, boy, I'm just an accidental blob of protoplasm. I mean, where does that come from? It probably comes from either influences that he has in his life or things that have been said to him or experiences that he's gone through that has helped or not helped, but has just formulated his idea mm-hmm. of himself. Okay, so he's believed things that people right. have said or images, whatever. Right. Right. Now, I've dealt with this. Uh, my wife and I are, are, are leaders, youth leaders at our church, and we, I, we love working with 8- to 10-year-old kids. And often there's a young man that is really a, a nice young guy, and all of a sudden some of the cool guys start picking on him. I mean, they just go after them, you know, and, and I don't think that's unusual to see if you're working with children. There are times where kids can be pretty harsh to each other. What I love to do is sit with both parties mm. and find out, you know, I mean, why is it you felt you had to go after this guy? What is it? Is it because you need to feel better about you? I mean, I'm not not say that, but I'm looking for why is it all of a sudden uh, like a, a young man might be struggling with weight or something and, and, and some of the others start really going after him for it. And on the other side, I want to take the guy that's been cruelly treated and talk to him hmm. uh, about how people act and respond. And so what, what these kids have is they have an adult watching over them kind of responsibly mm-hmm. saying, okay, it's not just that I say quit doing that and change your mind and never do that again. I'm going to him and saying, hey, man, tell me. I'm trying to figure out why this came out of your mouth all of a sudden. <laughs> and I mean, what's going on in your head? Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, they're actually dialoguing with me, and we we might be able to get somewhere on it. Yeah, and that is so important to understand, too. The other part that I was thinking was, you know, why people think they're an accidental blob of protoplasm, as you put it, Dave, is that we're comparing ourselves constantly. You know, we live in in a world that's so visual, and so many of us see things in other people's lives, and we want them, so we become jealous and envious, and then, you know, when we don't get those things, then it's like, you know, oh, man, I'm just, I'm just a huge accident. I'm a big mess up. Nobody loves me because I don't have the things other people have. Or I don't do the things other people do, you know, and that to us is like, you know, it seems silly when you say it out loud, but that's how so many of us live. We have these expectations that come along with the, the visual things that we see in other people's lives. And we have to address that. We have to look at, at our own lives and think, man, you know, did this influence how I got to thinking about myself this way or how I think about other people? Join us on the tweet back tonight. Let us know your thoughts here on the show. Use that hashtag HNRTB. This conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. You can check out tonight's show notes with this episode at hopenet360.com slash podcast. All of our posts are there. You can listen to past episodes and also find the show notes. There are a lot of things that we put in to these shows that don't always make it on the air, but are relatable to the conversation that we have throughout the week. So check them out for yourself right now, hopenet360.com. Jeff, DW, Jason with you this week. And guys, you know, we've been chatting a little bit here in the break. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I get caught up. I'll just say I, because I'll be the vulnerable one here. I get caught up in the comparison culture from time to time where I'm, whether it's on social media or it's just knowing people that I connect with and I see the things that they're doing and, and it's cool. It looks like fun. I mean, it's just, 
you know, I look at my life and I think sometimes my life is rather dull, rather boring, rather ordinary, if you put it that way. Although I love the life I have, I love my wife, I love my kids, I, I love our little house that we have. I mean, I, I like my little piece of paradise, as it were, but it doesn't always seem like paradise. And a lot of what you see on social media when you're in this comparison culture perspective is you think, well, they have it all together. They got it all figured out. What am I doing? I don't have it all figured out. And so then you begin to get anxious and questioning what you're doing. And it's this really weird wicked perpetual circle that you get in that you just think, man, if only I had this, if only I did this, if only I had, you know, maybe majored in college in a different area or different expertise, man, I would just be just like them or even better off. Like, I don't know. I I don't, I hope I'm not the only one that struggles with this because I'm being completely vulnerable, but it happens. And sometimes it's hard to pull yourself out of that. So Dave, I know you've got a lot of wisdom throughout the years. I know you have never struggled with comparison culture, but if you were to struggle with that, what would you say to a young person that's dealing with that? I think everybody struggles with it. When we first went into ministry, we struggled with looking at the other ministries that were so far bigger and better and and had their act together than we did. So I don't think that's unusual that you struggle. I think one of the things that you miss is that the struggle is what you learn from and the struggle is there so that you can be effective in life and actually reach your potential. There's a huge difference uh, between um, generations and it's not good or bad difference, but there, there is. Um, my generation did not seem to switch jobs as much as your generation. Mm. Um, your generation switches jobs a lot because they, for some reason, either feel like they're not treated well enough or they can do better somewhere else or whatever else it might be. Um, when I came to Silver Birch Ranch in 81, one of the decisions I made was to stay here for 25 years and not switch. No matter what the, the culture was, no matter what happened, I didn't want to switch unless I got fired or something. But, and, and what's interesting is what came from that. I mean, there's things that happen positively because of that. There's longevity in, in my own life and in the ministry. There's, there's consistency. I mean, that kind of thing. And, and one of the things that I would encourage you to think about is the fact that not every day of your life is going to be exceptionally remarkable. I mean, not every day. There are some days that just you look at it and go, well, that was a day that I just was bored sick with. I mean, all day long I had to do this. I mean, I heat my house with wood. And I've heated my house with wood for 35 years. Can I tell you that just going out and gathering wood is not like my most favorite activity anymore? <laughs> but, but I still do it. And you know, the, the thing is, when you heat your house for 35 years with wood, you have 35 years of saved money. Yeah. Now, I have people come and say, well, boy, how do I get to where you're at there? Go heat your house with wood mm. every day for 35 years. And during that time period, there will be times where it's absolutely boring, where you don't want to do it, where, where you'd rather not, but you still go ahead and do it. And that's important to realize. Not every day is going to be remarkable. However, every day you should be preparing for the remarkable that God wants to do in you, if that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah. And, and a lot of that is just learning to be who you are. I think the tendency, you know, I mean, I'm a millennial as well, and I think the tendency is is that we we lose sight of the fact that, you know, we have our entire life, and we and we often we talked about this comparison. Look at others, and we're like, man, I want to be at that point, and and in that process of comparing, the part that we always leave out is the time factor. 
You know, I mean, whether we do that all the time or not, like even even myself, I've been married for four and a half years, and I, I could look back, I'm like, wow, look at all that's happened. But at the same time, you you look at the current, it's like, man, I, I want to do this, I want to have that, I want to have that, and you think it's going to happen overnight or quicker, but it's a process, right? you know, and those are just with the everyday life things. But then, you know, whether you have goals or dreams or, or, or ambitions, many of us want it here and now, you know, we get out of college and it's like, man, I want to go do my job. But you might have to take a couple of steps before you get the job that you're going to spend 35 years at. Oh, absolutely. At. You know, and I think part of us, you know, especially with this generation is we get in a job and it's like, man, I'm not at the point where I want to be. I'm going to quit and go to a different job because I think I can get that, you know, in that job. And that's, you know, I think part of the reason why so many, you know, not to slam on millennials, but jump from job to job mm-hmm. is because they want the here and now so fast. They want, you know, whatever it is, whatever the dreams are. And we lose sight of the fact that it's a process that you're talking about. Yep. And that's the important thing that, that I think that we all need to remember as we do that, you know, cause it's not wrong to set dreams and aspirations and to have those goals, but you need to be fair with the expectations of how long it's going to take, how difficult it's going to be, and the realities of just the way that life works. Right. You know, we bail too too fast. Yeah. The, the old saying is, and it's true, it's darkest before dawn. If you just stick through that little dark period, the sun will come up. I mean, if that's what you're waiting for, it will. It's just really, I, I have found this in the North Woods where I live. It's really dark right before dawn, and it's coldest right before dawn. Like if I get up in the morning in, in the winter, it's it's dark for a while. It's cold. And then right before dawn, it gets colder. Mm. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, why does it do that consistently? I'm not even sure. All I know is that dawn is around the corner and it's going to change in a moment. People, when you want to give up, don't. I, I, I read a stat many years ago, and I wasn't, I don't know what the stat is today. But the average pastor stayed at their church four or five years. I forget what it was. Then I read another stat in another study that said the average pastor becomes effective at their ministry, really effective at the four or five year mark. Hmm. And I thought, isn't that interesting? They go together. And, and here's why I think they go together. It, it, you've stayed somewhere four or five years. You now know what you need to do. You know the people, you know the issues, you start attacking those things and it gets rough. Yep. You know, and when it gets rough, now you say, well, it wasn't rough the first four or five years. I'm going to look for a church that won't be so rough on me. So you go to another church, you spend four or five years there, and then you get to the point again where it's going to get rough. And, and then you go, boy, I hate that. I'm going to go to another church because, it, you know, I like those four or five years. You spend your whole life in this four or five-year room trying to avoid problems. When the reality is, look, make it 10 years, would you? Go through it. Go through it. You'll, you'll get good at something if you go through it. If not, you keep running from it and hiding from it and thinking that the answer is somebody else trying to give you peace in your life. Everybody lives that way. And look, even if you're, you're a pastor and you're struggling, we got, we got a chat line for you. You can go talk to them. Go to HopeNet360.com and click the Live Coach button and talk to them. Because, you know, our goal is, is that people stick through some of the lessons they need to learn, not run from them. Dave, there's so much truth to that. In the second half of the show, I'd like to talk more about that and how the life of Daniel can relate to this, especially from any age, really. Daniel's life, believe it or not, it, it extends over a many year period of time. So there's something for everybody in the story of Daniel. We're going to hit that when we come back here on the show. Join us on the tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTB. We'll see you in the second half of HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. I choose to be taken seriously to take a stand for what I believe in, to no longer believe the lies that have been told about me or my generation. I know I've been set apart, 
The old me has passed away, but the new me has come. Yes, I speak with purpose in my words. Yeah, they travel far and they dig deep. See, these words that I speak when I speak turn into seeds that fall on the fertile ground. And when the rain comes, <laughs> when the rain comes, that what you thought was there will rise from the ground. And not just rise from the ground, but rise strong and powerful, unafraid and unashamed. See, I rise from the ground when my back is against the wall. I rise when all else fails. I rise when people judge me and mistreat me. I rise when my friends turn away. I rise. I am that seed. I rise. What about you? Rise Youth Conference, April 28th and 29th at Pathways Church in Appleton. Learn more at riseyouthconference.com. That's riseyouthconference.com. Hi, I'm Jeremy. Meth landed me in jail, and when my 18-month-old daughter looked at me through a computer screen, I knew then that it was time for me to go to Teen Challenge. Jesus is truly the center of my life now, and that's why I have a bright future. Hey, we're Cutlass. Even if you're not struggling with an addiction yourself, you may know a teen or adult who is. And Teen Challenge centers across the country are here to help. Call 1-855-END-ADDICTION or visit teenchallengeusa.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. Glad that you've joined us this week for this conversation. If you do miss any part of it or you want to go back because you missed something, you didn't quite catch it when we said it live on the air, you can download these podcasts for free by going to our website, hopenet360.com slash podcast, and you can subscribe on any podcasting app. So you can listen on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio. You can find us in the Google Play Store, a lot of different ways. But these are for you. These conversations are for you, and they're to help you have great conversations throughout your week with your friends, with your parents, people in your life. Interact with them. Have real-life conversations and so it's good to be with you this week, guys. Uh, what an engaging conversation. You know, we've talked on a couple of different things so far on the show. We saw uh, unthinkable tragedy that happened this week in a small town of Wausau. We saw some things that many of us are faced with in real life. We experience the comparison culture that we're so, I don't know why we fall into the trap, but we get into comparing our lives with other people. And, and then we think, oh, I'm just a failure because I have not... I don't have the wealth. I don't have the influence. I don't have the friendships. I don't have whatever you see other people having in their life. And so you feel like you're missing out on something. And I know that's not new stuff, but Dave, as we were talking here in the break, we were really looking at the life of Daniel a little bit and looking at his timeline. I didn't know this, but the story of Daniel, when you read about Daniel, you read the book of Daniel, you read about his life. You don't just get like a window. I thought all this stuff that happened in Daniel's life was like in a relatively short amount of time, like three years, five years. He just had a really cool life where I don't know if you call it cool, but you know, he lived in and he worked for the king and he, all these different things happened to him. And it seems like at least in the way the Bible frames it is like one event after another, after another, Yeah, but it wasn't that way. Yeah. He missed out on the fiery furnace thing though. I mean, he was somewhere else and he probably was bummed out by that. After all, these guys got to walk in a furnace. Do you know how hot that furnace probably was? Hot. Hot enough. <laughs> I, I'm guessing, now this is my guess, and you guys can all check it out, about 10,000 degrees. You might as well have just thrown them to the sun. I know. If you do the math, it comes out to about that. It, it may be between, I could be a few thousand off, but who cares? I, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, honestly. Yeah. How hot is hot? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, how hot do you want to melt in? 
But the, the idea, I mean, Daniel, for some reason, was somewhere else at that point. And But these three guys, here, here's what I love about Daniel's life. You guys just trace this thought process with me. He was taken captive, and the very first time things are recorded, he's about 15 years old. Wow. Now, what's interesting about that is it, there's a verse in, in the first book, of, in the first chapter of Daniel, it says that they resolved, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they dissolved, they resolved not to do wrong. I mean, they resolved not to eat the food. They, they weren't going to do wrong. Now, they didn't, I don't think they knew everything at 15, but they knew certain things were right and wrong, and they resolved in their heart not to do wrong when they knew it. Those of you that are listening to me that are in high school or college right now, look, you may not know everything that God says, and you may not know everything the Bible says, but you do know some things that God says. Don't go against God. You will lose. Yep. See, that's what he did at 15. And believe me, there was a huge stake there. Can you imagine being 15 years old? The king says, you eat this food or you're in trouble. Sorry, king, I will not eat it. Now, you were one of an elite group that was taken so that you could be leaders in the future of a country. And, and you were taken. Now, you could very easily be killed. You could very easily be sent back to be a slave. And at 15 years old, you drew your line in the sand. And you said, no, I am going to do right no matter what. I don't care what the consequences are. And God honored that. The next time we see him, he's interpreting a dream for the king. He was 17 years old. So there's a couple of years that passed, and he's 17 years old. The next time that we see him, yeah, there's another dream uh, that he had to interpret. He was 49 years old at that point. Wow. That's a lot of years between 17 and 49. 32. Yeah, 32. Yeah, that's a lot of years where we don't have any record. Well, we kind of do. There's the fiery furnace going on there. So, I mean, there's something that happened in there, and I don't even know how old the guys were that went in the furnace at that point. But it, it, there's, there's something that went on there. But 49 years old is the next time we see him interpreting the, the dream again. And, and then, or no, actually the furnace is after that, isn't it? Regardless, go read the book. And, and then after 49, the next instant is the writing on the wall. He's 81. No way. Yeah. And then after that is the lion's den in Daniel chapter 6. He's at least 81 years old in the lion's den. No at least. way. He could be 82, could be 83, anywhere between that age. But, but he's somewhere in there. And, and then he gets this prophecy, the 70 weeks thing. He's 84 when he gets that. Come on. So, so you have a life from 15 to 84. And, the, and I just described six instances in that life. So when you read the book of Daniel, you think, man, this guy had it packed in. He had it packed in, all right, over 84 years. So we don't know what the rest of those days held for him. So there could be a young person listening to us today. They're going to school today. They're just working on geometry. And if you were like me, you're in school, you're working on geometry, you keep asking a question to the teacher, well, I don't have to learn this. I mean, honestly, I'm never going to be using it in life. Did you guys ever use geometry in life? Uh, actually I have when building some stuff. Yeah, but you're odd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about trigonometry? Ever use that? Um, what is slightly, that? Slightly. What is it anyway? Say, forget it. I, I, I don't even know. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Here, here's the deal. When I was in school, I kept asking my teachers, why am I doing this? I mean, I had this, I, I must've drove them nuts. Like what value has this in my life down the road? And they would come up with, well, it just helps your mind develop. I'm going... I could have it developed by inventing <laughs> weird things, too. I mean, this is true. I don't need this, this math stuff. So if any of you are relating to me, please go to school and get good grades and listen to your teacher and be respectful. <laughs> because 
that's what I'm talking about. Right. There are days in your life where you do what's right, even though it seems mundane to you. Absolutely. And those days start to accumulate. And eventually those days turn into years and those years pile up. And it's 15 when you decide to do what's right. It's 17 when you get your next chance. It's 49, 81, 82, 84. And, and there are these remarkable instances that God prepared you for. But they don't come overnight and they don't come all at once and you may not feel it today. So I'm asking you to hang in there and be normal and work the normal and work the mundane because it may not happen today, but be looking for it tomorrow in the things that you learn today if today you're responsible. There's not a whole lot of romanticism in the ordinary of life. And I think, Dave, what I'm hearing is there was a lot of ordinary in Daniel's life. There's a lot of ordinary in our own lives. And sometimes when we're in the midst of that comparison culture and, and our foundation is getting kind of rocked here and we're thinking, man, I'm not amounting to a whole lot. My life is way too ordinary. I'm kind of a boring person. I'm not exciting. I don't have headlines, you know, blooming all around my house thinking, hey, look at promotion this, you know, good grades here, uh, you know, state champion. We don't have all these different accolades around us just falling at our feet. And so it just seems like, well, what's my life? And, and that's the reality. Even when I got to adulthood, there were a lot of times where I was thinking, man, my life is just a bunch of ordinary. You know what? That's true. And I think we have to learn how to be okay with ordinary. It's weird to think about that, Dave, that we have to actually relearn how to just be ordinary. Like we're not anything special. Because we don't believe God's working in the ordinary, create, working on our lives to create something for the future. But he is. So learn your lessons there and the future will be fine. This conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, Hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Jeff, DW with you tonight, and we've got some special friends back on the show with us. We have Chase and we have Adam. They're going to talk about Rise Youth Conference with us. A lot of great things happening around our community. And as always, we like to highlight some of those things happening in our neck of the woods. And so, Adam, I want to welcome you back on the show. Thanks for coming back. Thanks, no problem. And chatting with us. Uh, I understand Rise Youth Conference. This is a conference that is a gathering of the next generation of middle school, high school, and college students from all across Wisconsin to worship God through Christ-centered worship, creative arts, biblical teaching, and community. And it's my understanding you're going to be leading some worship at the conference as well? Yes, I will be. Um, Me and my team, we are excited. Uh, We have a lot of special elements that we're going to be doing, and we just have a heart for worship. And so it's going to be really cool to see the students actually step up and lead and this conference. I'm excited for it. Now, tell me about some of the different groups we have coming. So I understand there's many churches, but there are also, you know, like colleges and different groups. Tell me about some of the the booths that we'll see at Rise Youth Conference. Yeah, we have about six colleges that are going to be um, represented there. We have Moody Bible College, who uh, who who we who we will be partnering with, uh, North Central College, Greenville College, Journey Ministry College. Uh, Life Leadership College, and we have River Valley Leadership Ministry, um, who will be having booths there for uh, high school students who are 
looking to make take that next step in their schooling and they'll have all kind of information there for for students that's really great so this is a conference it's a friday night and a saturday april 29th and 30th is that correct 28th and 29th 28th and 29th that's what i meant yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's coming up fast it's coming up very and uh right now we're in early bird registration but that ends april 1st april 1st after okay. April 1st, the price goes up to $35. So if I was a high school student, why would I want to come to Rise? I think if you're a high school student, one of the key reasons that you would want to come to Rise is to be around other believers who um, who are who are like-minded, who are your age. Um, it's it's kind of just to bring everybody together so that we can unite and so that students can recognize that there are other students out there who believe in God and who who believe that they should take their faith to the next level. Chase, can you tell me where the theme Rise came from? Yeah, absolutely. Our team kind of took some time to pray about like what what did we want God what was God want to do through this conference and um one of our team members came in, she just felt like God put the word rise in her heart about students rising up, rising up in their faith, rising up to overcome obstacles and challenges um that they're facing in their life whether that's at school, at home, and um, rising up to do what God created them to do, whether they're in middle school or high school, that, that God wants to use them right now. And just that whole idea of rising up in his calling and in his plan and purpose for their life. Now, you're in youth ministry. Do you see students who are taking those steps in their faith in your, in your experience here? Yeah, absolutely. It's, that's one of the most exciting parts of being a youth pastor is seeing students take the next step um, to invite friends um, to church to uh, make an impact on their sports team and their drama clubs, wherever God has put them and given them influence um, to begin to make Jesus famous in those avenues. That's what's awesome. As someone that loves to see students go to the the next level, not just in their faith, but just in taking, in taking a hold of what they believe and not letting it just be what their parents believe in that. So a conference like this really is is not meant to just be a form of entertainment, but it's it's really to challenge students to get out there and to really own their faith and do that. Would that would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. That's our hope and prayer is that this conference will be a catalyst for so many students um, to uh, recognize that whether they're a sixth grader or a twelfth grader, that that God wants to use them right now, right where they're at, and that He has a purpose for this season of their life. That it's more than just showing up and going to Algebra 2, but that um, he's put people in their life that God wants to use them to reach and to make an impact. And what's really cool is that when students begin to recognize that purpose, um, that's when they begin to make huge ripple effects in their generation. That's awesome. One thing you guys need, Chase, is you need volunteers to run this, like manpower, all that. What, how do, what can people do to volunteer at Rise Youth Conference and how do they get connected? Yeah, absolutely. One of the awesome things about this event is that it's churches coming together and um, not just one church. And so we've already had volunteers from so many different churches um, register and volunteer. You can do that online at riseyouthconference.com. There's a link for volunteers to register. And we have so many different opportunities, whether you're, you want to be the life of the party out in front of with all the students, or if you want to do more behind the scenes jobs, we've got both. And so there's tons of opportunities to serve. And this is a great way to invest in the next generation. All right. So how did they sign up? 
Um, you can sign up online at riseyouthconference.com under the link surf. You can learn more about Rise Youth Conference coming in April down in Appleton right now at riseyouthconference.com or check out tonight's show notes at hopenet360.com. This conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at hopenet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm kind of chuckling because, Dave, we've really covered a lot of ground in this conversation. A lot of stuff we talked about that I think is totally relatable. Yeah, it's stuff that we've talked about before on the show. The idea of of wanting to escape from life, dealing with or struggling with the need to compare constantly. Like, I'm always looking to my friends. I'm always looking, you know, whether it's for their affirmation or the things they have, like, I just, I want to have what other people have. There's just that natural tendency. And this isn't a new issue. It's not just because of Facebook or because of social media out there, but it's because of the human condition. We're constantly looking for love. We're constantly looking for affirmation. We're constantly looking for significance and security. And a lot of times, Dave, we look in the wrong places for those things. As we're wrapping up the show, what are some of your final thoughts tonight? Sometimes we get stuck. Uh, comparing our, ourselves and our lives to, um, first of all, mythical characters because we compare to what's shown on Hollywood or in magazines or something, and you can't, that's all fake, so don't compare yourself to the fake. I mean, it just doesn't work. You'll never stack up to it. I, I found this program where I could touch up my features on, uh, on you know, like a photo program, and <laughs> man, do I look good now. I'm telling you. So, you know, I don't do that. I mean, just don't do that. Uh, this, this, the other thing is, when you look in the Bible, even, there's some pretty remarkable things that happen. Um, Daniel in the lion's den, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire. Do you realize that Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had different experiences? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they had the thing they had in common was they knew God and they listened to him. Mm. So what you want to do in life is figure out what the commonality is and, and do that. Don't compare yourself to whether you ever um, go in a furnace, and don't don't compare yourself to whether you ever get thrown into a, a, a den of lions. I mean, don't do that. What you want to do is every day enjoy God and enjoy people. Hmm. And if those two things are not on the list, you haven't lived your day the way you should. And 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 what Satan's doing is trying to get in there and get you to enjoy God and enjoy people theoretically. So you do it through some kind of electronic media. I'm I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Go look at somebody eye to eye and enjoy being with them and, and enjoy doing something with them. And, um, and go, we, we went over to Jason's house the other night and we played with his, his kids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's where the enjoyable is because now his sons have more relationship with us, not because we showed them pictures on the computer, but because we did things with them. So now they know who we are. That's what you do in life. You make relationships. You don't, you don't do it in another way. And will that matter? I don't know. It seemed like ordinary, routine, go over, spend time with somebody, go home, go to bed. I'm mean, Pretty routine. But, but really, you never know what God's going to do with that. I mean, you just don't know down the road. And that's why you think these routine moments, I'm going to do what Daniel did. I'm just going to walk with God, enjoy him and, and love him and listen to him. And everybody can do that that's listening. If you're out there just wondering, all right, I've been doing, you know, trying to put my nose to the grindstone for a while and it just seems like I'm not getting there. You know, my encouragement for you is just do something because in in this culture of comparison, I think we so often get wrapped up in the mentality of 
wanting the here and now and, and focusing on others. Well, just put that aside as much as you can. And whatever it is, you know, maybe maybe it's your walk with God. Maybe you look at somebody else and say, man, I want to be, I want to know God like that person knows God. I want to be able to be at that maturity level. You know, in order to get there, you have to, you have to do it. So just do it, you know, spend time in the word every day, go for it. Or maybe, you know, you finish college or you're getting close to the end of college and you're like, what do I do now? You know, I have this degree that I, you know, is probably obscure and I don't know what job I'm going to get. You know, I would say, you know, set a goal and, and, and just work at it without the expectation that it's going to happen right away. Know that you're going to have to put in the effort. I mean, a lot of people that are in their positions now, it took time to get there. And so just remember that, that as you're, as you're pondering life, as you're pondering, all right, God, how can I do this? Be reminded of even the biblical characters that we talked about, whether it be Daniel or other people, because it's a process. And oftentimes the process is more enjoyable than the end result, because that's where the relationships happen. Just like Dave was just talking about, the, the process of getting somewhere is really what it's all about. I mean, that's how it was with my time in Ireland. You know, yes, I was there for four years, but it was the process of of building relationships and getting to my goals that I enjoyed more than getting to my goal, if that makes any sense. And so don't, don't worry about, you know, wanting tons of money. Don't worry about that. Just enjoy the process and say, all right, God, what do you have for me today that I can use my gifts and my talents and, and be all that you created me to be and do it. Don't just sit there looking at, you know, the latest craze on, on social media, wanting whatever everybody else has. If you want something, go out there and do it, but do it in a way that you're honoring God every day and not wanting it here and now. Man, Jason, that's, it's so true. The other part of it is, you know, you can't fall into the trap that you have to do everything. Right. And there's, there's a lie. There's a, a myth out there that we get to believing, especially when you're young, you know, have all these different experiences and, you know, take all these different jobs and take on a whole lot. And we get caught in this trap. And what ends up happening is you just end up burning out. You end up losing all that passion. You lose sight of your goals, your dreams, your ambitions. And then you just, you find yourself in this place where you're just lost and you want to escape. And so the last thought that I have to leave, one of the last thoughts is to find how to narrow your life down and narrow the vision, narrow what you're doing, narrow uh, the things that are influencing your life. I mean, you're going to have a lot of voices today. Social media allows so many different voices in our life, podcasts like this. And not that you should never, you know, stop listening. Don't stop listening to the show. No, uh, but find the voices that you know are leading you in the right way, leading in the path. Jesus even talked about it, that, you know, to follow Christ is the narrow path. He is the narrow path. And how hard it is today to narrow out your life, to really, to fine tune those things. And a lot of what we talk about on the show is helping, hopefully helping you to narrow down your life. Focus on what really matters. The only thing that really is truly going to matter is your relationship with God. Now, that will not help grow your 401k all the time. That's not going to help you to become CEO or to own a sports team or to get a brand new car. Whatever your goal is, a nice house, uh, an island in the Caribbean. I don't know. But whatever your goal is, you know, following God is going to ultimately be the most important thing. Because, again, when we talk about our foundation, Dave, you talk a lot about foundations of our life and how important it is that when things don't go exactly according to your plan and your foundation fails, you know that the foundation that you've built on with God, that's not going to fail you. And that's super huge today, especially when we look at the products that we're making today. Our car is going to break down. Eventually, the vacuum is going to need to get replaced. Our TV, whatever appliance is going to break down. Our furnace goes out. Uh, I know when you heat your house with wood, Dave, you don't have those issues. But eventually, our stuff is going to fail us. 
And if we put too much stock in our own stuff and our own strength and our, even our own degrees or our abilities, we're still going to end up failing at some point. That's just going to happen. That's, that's really more of the condition of, of our human soul and in our own human ability. We're imperfect beings, but God is the perfect one. So I want to encourage you with that. If you need to make use of our live coaches and unpack that more with them, they would love to chat with you at HopeNet360.com. That is all for us here this week on the show. You can find the show notes and download these and past episodes for free by subscribing to our podcast at HopeNet360.com slash podcast. Our live Twitter chat, the tweet back is going 24-7 at HopeNet360.com or by using that hashtag HNRTV. You can follow HopeNet360 on most social platforms. Check out at HopeNet Radio from any social platform you use. Follow us there. Like us. Retweet us. Whatever you want to do. Be a part of our online community. And from all of us here on HopeNet Radio, make each conversation count this week. You could save a life. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Later. Bye.